You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, this Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is presented by the Peacock and Williamson podcast. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you a national perspective on all of the latest NFL news, so make sure you check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcast. It is training camp week, Titans fans. We are one day away from the official kickoff of Titans training camp for the 2021 season. But do not forget, the Titans rookies reported over the weekend on Saturday. And with that being in mind, and Titans training camp and the veterans getting there later this week, it led the Titans to make a few roster decisions ahead of training camp. We got some injury designations, some quote-unquote official injury updates from the Titans based on the transactions they made. We also got some good news on the injury front ahead of Titans training camp, but also the Titans made a roster transaction in the form of a player signing and in the form of releasing a player who most of us are very familiar with from the past Season. So we're going to get into all of those roster moves, the good, the bad, and what each of these moves actually means for the Titans. But then, do not forget, we have to cap off the 2021 Locked on Titans training camp preview. We have gone position by position through the offense and the front seven of the defense, and we will cap off today's show talking about the Titans secondary. We're going to talk about the cornerback position, and there are 10 names to go through, and then we are going to talk about the safety position, and I have one name in mind that I would consider a guaranteed lock to make this roster, and it might surprise you. So very excited with training camp right around the corner to get into this Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! We have a ton of Tennessee Titans roster news to dive into and not a lot of time to swim through it. So let's jump right in. But before we do, just got to remind you guys, I'm going to be putting out Monday through Friday daily Tennessee Titans content here on the Locked on Titans podcast, not only during training camp, not only during the preseason, not only during the regular season, but all year long. Make sure you never miss an episode of the Locked on Titans podcast by subscribing on whatever platform you do stream. Also, check me out on social media at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. You don't want to miss the film breakdowns I put up during the season. Also, check out the show Facebook page at Locked on Titans Pod and keep your eye out for the Locked on Titans YouTube page that will be popping up very, very soon. But let's dive into these roster transactions and the biggest piece of news are the injury-related lists that we saw the Titans give us updates on. And the first list is the physically unable to perform list, the PUP, and there were three Titans that ended up on the 
PUP going into training camp. Number one, Titans big free agent signing, Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree, of course, tore his ACL halfway through the year with the Steelers last year. There was some expectation that he may be delayed in getting out on the field. Now, Bud Dupree's expectations were that he would be ready for training camp, but I don't think it was realistic all along to have that expectation. I'm not ready to worry per se, but it is certainly risky for John Robinson to give such a big free agent contract to a guy coming off of an ACL when the Titans pass rush was such a dire problem. That's a lot of eggs in a very shaky basket, but we will update Bud Dupree's status as the preseason continues. Also, Ty Sambrillo, who had a very serious lower body knee injury last year, still not ready. And I've already talked about during the offensive line segment of our uh, training camp preview that I think Ty Sambrillo has a very good chance of being cut. So he needs to try to get back on the field as soon as he possibly can. Running back Jeremy McNichols, also not ready to go at the start of training camp. I think with the addition of free agent Brian Hill, and second-year running back Darrington Evans being healthier. I think that puts Jeremy McNichols' roster status in a lot of danger as well, especially with him being unhealthy. Again, that's the PUP, the physically unable to perform list. The second list is the non-football injury list, and the first name on that list is Caleb Farley, the Titans' first-round pick. Now, the non-football injury list is four players who were hurt in a non-football way, which is obvious by the name, but a It's also going to cover college players who were hurt during the pre-draft process or who were hurt during their final season in college because they technically weren't in the NFL when they sustained the injury. Now, of course, there's going to be some worry with Caleb Farley. That's a back injury. Anytime you have a back injury, very, very concerning no matter what age the player is. So that'll be something to watch. But Caleb Farley being ready for training camp wasn't an expectation either. So you can't freak out too much at this time. And then the second name on the NFI list was guard Aaron Brewer, the interior offensive lineman who I'm very high on, who was an undrafted free agent from last year, but with the competition at interior offensive line with an undrafted free agent like a Chandon Herring, a cool Bonwar. Also, you think about a veteran like Daniel Murner, that could put Aaron Brewer in a shaky spot if he isn't able to get back on the field quickly. Now, I do want to mention about both of these lists, the physically unable to perform list and the NFI. During training camp and during the preseason, those players do count towards your 90-man roster limit, but if it were during the season, they wouldn't count towards the 53-man roster. So basically, this will just affect the Titans during training camp because you have to think all of these players will be ready at some point by the regular season. Now, I will say, let's say Bud Dupree is not ready by the regular season. If he's on the PUP list at the end of the preseason and the end of training camp and needs to go on the regular season list, that means he'll miss at minimum six games. You have to hope that he will be back before that. And speaking of being back, The status of these players can change immediately after one practice. At any point in time, the Titans can take any of these players off these respective lists and get them back on the practice field. So being on these lists doesn't mean that these players have to sit out any certain amount of time during the preseason. That's only a factor during the regular season. Now, some other roster transactions. We have more to go over. The Titans' interior defensive lineman that was just signed as a low-budget free agent 
Aubrey Jones, who spent most of his career with Jacksonville, was actually placed on the reserve retired list. He is a longtime veteran who's played in the NFL for about nine years. Uh, He's probably going to retire. The Titans probably let him know they were going to cut him, and in turn, he said, I'm just going to go ahead and retire. So don't expect Aubrey Jones to be in training camp for the Titans. And then the good news here, two injury-related players, A.J. Brown, who had off-season surgery on both his knees, and then Taylor Lewan, who tore his ACL during the year last year. Both players will be healthy and good to go for the start of Titans training camp, and that is excellent, excellent news. Two very important critical players for the Titans, two blue chippers for them. Now, the last piece of roster news that we're going to talk about is a signing and then a cut that the Titans made ahead of training camp. The signing was veteran outside linebacker John Simon. Simon comes in as an eight-year vet. Now, he has played for multiple teams. He played for Baltimore. He played for Houston. He played for Indianapolis. He played for New England the last three seasons. Uh, He played for Mike Vrabel twice in his career, in college at Ohio State and during that time in Houston. He played 16 games last season for New England, so a durable, reliable player. Only had two sacks. He's a role player. He's a guy who's going to help you more on first and second down than he's going to help you on third down as a pass rusher, but he's not only going to help on those early downs, he's a major help in special teams, played 904 special team snaps in his career. He has played 38% or more of the special team snaps for the Patriots in the last two seasons, so a guy who has a really good chance to make this roster because of familiarity with the system, because he's a smart player who has defined roles and defined situations that he can make an impact on the game. I actually do think John Simon will end up making this roster. But in return, there has to be a player cut from the roster, and that was outside linebacker Tazar Skipper, who spent the majority of the season on the Titans practice squad last year. He was a guy who, like John Simon, was really only going to help you on early downs in run defense, but he wasn't a guy who contributed on special teams as effectively as Simon, so that gives Simon a leg up on having a roster spot heading into Titans training camp. And speaking of training camp, we are going to dive into the last in installment of the 2021 Locked on Titans training camp preview where we discuss the secondary. We'll go cornerbacks first and then safeties and we'll dive into that after I tell you guys about our sponsor, Built Bar, home of the best tasting protein bars of all time. At Built Bar, they like to celebrate the freedom of choice and you have a choice of a ton of different delicious flavors on built.com. Two of my favorites are the salted caramel and the peanut butter brownie, but they have something for everyone. And the bars don't just taste great, they're healthy for you as well. They're high protein, high fiber, low calorie, low sugar. They're fantastic as a healthy meal substitute or a guilt-free snack. I mean, I eat the Built Bars and I'm not on a diet of any kind. So make sure that you go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Titans fans, we discussed 
all of the roster transactions that we got from the Titans over the weekend. Now it is time to dive into the final day of the 2021 Locked on Titans training camp preview. Of course, checking out the Titans secondary. Now I do want to remind you, if you missed any of the previous installments, we've gone through the entire offense. We did quarterbacks, running backs, and fullbacks. We did wide receivers a whole day on the wide receivers heading into training camp. We did the tight ends, the offensive tackles, the interior offensive line, and then we did the front seven on defense with the interior defensive linemen, the outside linebackers, the inside linebackers. All of those shows, of course, are still available to you. Make sure to go back and get caught up if you missed any of our 2021 Locked on Titans training camp preview. But let's dive into the cornerback group led by 10-year vet Jack Rabbit Jenkins and Already in the organized team activities earlier in the offseason, Jackrabbit was making an impression on the coaches, on his younger teammates. He's going to be a guy who has infectious enthusiasm. He plays with great effort. He plays with great aggressiveness. That sort of mentality is going to be very, very helpful, not only to a young secondary, but to a Titans defense that needs to play with a little bit more force and and some confidence and some swagger out there. Hit some people in the mouth. Be the aggressor. Play on your terms. The Titans defense not only needs to improve schematically and talent-wise, but it needs to improve from a mentality standpoint as well. And a player like Jackrabbit Jenkins can make that happen next though and it's a player who probably needs to be impacted by Jack Rabbit and that is Christian Fulton who will be heading into his second season with the Titans rookie season incredibly impacted by injury didn't really have a chance to get his footing didn't have the greatest year when he was on the field but I can't really fault him too much for that based on the circumstances but regardless of that he has to find a way to stay healthy this year you can't have serious injury problems throughout the two first years of your career, especially when you were a second round pick and are expected to make a big impact. Part of the reason that the Titans let their starting cornerbacks go is because they had faith in Christian Fulton. Will that faith pay off? We'll only be able to know if he's able to stay healthy. So that's what's most important ultimately from the second year player, especially when you consider that Caleb Farley was not ready for the start of training camp and is going to be on the NFI list like we talked about in the first segment. So Fulton's impact and the need for Fulton to be a decent player is higher than ever. Now, speaking of Caleb Farley, we talked about him before starting on the NFI list. He was a top 10 talent just based on talent on the field before the back injury. The back injury has some folks scared, but the reality is here if the Titans can get three or four good years out of Caleb Farley before his back really gives out on him later in his career and it helps the Titans win a Super Bowl, it'll be worth it to make the play for the talent. But the Titans have made a lot of risk plays for talent lately and not a lot of them have paid off. So hopefully this one will, but I expect Farley to join Titans training camp somewhere somewhere halfway through training camp and actually get to play in some preseason games. He needs to, honestly, if he wants to make any kind of impact early in the Titans season. The next guy is a guy who is a rookie who I think will make an immediate impact right off the bat, and that's Elijah Molden, the third round pick out of Washington. Uh, I think Molden is a guy who needs to contribute right away. He was one of the more experienced prospects 
in the draft from his time in college. He's a very smart player, very high IQ, which is going to help him play right away. I mean, the, the difference in quality and expectation between having Chris Jackson out there as a rookie slot cornerback game one of 2020 to having Elijah Molden out there as a slot cornerback starting for the Titans in game one of 2021, it's night and day, quite frankly, at least my expectation of Elijah Molden. Part of the reason you draft him is because you expect to get an instant contributor, an experienced guy who's a smart player, and I expect Molden to do that, especially if Farley you know, has to gain some ground early in the season, I would be okay with Molden being out there starting on day one, quite frankly. That's how I see that. Uh, the next guy, Breon Borders. Breon Borders played with the Titans six games last year. He's a four-year veteran. He had an interception, had 34 tackles for the Titans last year. He's six foot, got long arms, very physical guy, likes to get in your face at the line of scrimmage. Now, the problems come after that. He's not one of the quickest players, doesn't have great change of direction, doesn't have great swivel hips, but like I said, he's physical, and as a fourth or fifth cornerback on your team, I think that's a fantastic player to have. Breon Borders played pretty well in a few starts for the Titans last year. So having him as the fourth or fifth cornerback or uh, if either of these rookies are both the rookies or Fulton doesn't pan out, there's injury concerns, they're not learning the defense, you have a veteran who you've had start games for you previously and play well on the depth chart. So I think Breon Borders is a lock to be on here. I really like him coming into Titans camp. Then a guy I mentioned previously in our segment, Chris Jackson, who had just a terrible year last year as a rookie. Per pro football focus, he was one of the bottom three cornerbacks in the NFL based on his snap count. Will he be able to improve? I don't have optimistic thoughts on it. I think we got to see what Chris Jackson has. Was a seventh round rookie from last year. But I don't expect him to make the roster, quite frankly. Next, Greg Maben. You may recognize that name because, quite frankly, he was the first name that got the Titans COVID outbreak going last year. I'm not blaming him, but it's just the reality. He was the first name. He was on the Titans practice squad at the time. Spent most of the time on practice squad last year. Has played some NFL games, though. Uh, the reality here is he's six foot one. He's a long guy. He's somebody who fits what the Titans want to do, but he's only played heavy special team snaps one year in his career, and that was 2018, and I think a guy this low on the depth chart for the Titans, if they want to make the roster, they got to contribute more on special teams. The next guy is Quentin Meeks. He's a guy who's played in 14 games in his three-year NFL career. Another guy, six foot one, long arms, play press coverage at the line of scrimmage. Um, the Titans are going to give him a look. I think that it's very unlikely that he would make the roster. I would categorize him as a long shot, but at 6'1", long guy, if he does well pressing at the line of scrimmage, he might be able to wrestle that spot away from a Breon Borders, maybe. That would make sense. Then the Titans went with a couple of guys who possibly have some slot potential. You want to kind of vary things. You look at Greg Maben, you look at Quentin Meeks. There are more long outside type cornerbacks in the Titans system. The next guy, Kevin Peterson, 5'11", played three years in the NFL, whether being on an active roster or being on a practice squad. He's played in 32 games. Now, Kevin Peterson may be a smaller guy than the other two guys I just talked about, but the big difference here is he's going to play a ton of special teams. He plays a ton of special teams. That's a big factor for him making the roster. And if he wants a chance to be the last cornerback on this team, he's going to have to prove it on special teams during training camp. Another guy like that is Chris Jones, 
22 games in his NFL career in three seasons, very similar to a guy like Quentin Meeks or Greg Maben. He did play a lot of special teams in 2019, didn't get a lot of run in the NFL in 2020. So if he can prove to be a special teams ace, he might have a shot to make the roster. But again, all these last four guys I just mentioned, Greg Maben, Quentin Meeks, Kevin Peterson, Chris Jones, veterans who I think are long shots to make this roster and take the spot away from Breon Borders. But that's going to do it for the cornerback room for the Titans. We are going to talk about the safety group next where there's a guy who I think will surprise you that I think is a lock for the roster. Before we jump into that, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football is now right around the corner, so get signed up on betonline.ag now so you're ready to go when the season is here. If you can't wait for football, baseball season is in full swing as well, and there's some good UFC and boxing events coming throughout the summer. Make sure that you head over to Bet Online today. You can do that on your laptop or your mobile device. And when you sign up for free at betonline.ag, use the promo code Locked on. That's one word, locked on. And you'll get a 50% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. cap off this Monday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast, diving into the last positional group in our 2021 Locked on Titans training camp preview. We started out the show talking about the roster transactions from over the weekend, dove into the cornerback position, and now it's time to talk safeties. Before we do that, I do want to remind you guys that tomorrow is the kickoff of Tennessee Titans training camp, and Wednesday is the first practice. I'm going to do a fun training camp preview on tomorrow's show. We're going to do some projection. Who is going to be the biggest disappointment? Who is going to be the biggest surprise? Who is going to be the craziest roster lock that we see? Some training camp superlatives on tomorrow's show. Update any news that comes out over the next 12 to 24 hours as well and just kind of set the stage for you and discuss the biggest roster battles. A bunch of different things heading into Titans training camp. So kind of a succinct, confined, training camp preview for you guys tomorrow on training camp kickoff day. So very excited for that. Make sure that you check that out. Also, do want to let you guys know, we talked about betonline.ag just now, but to get advice and analysis on all of the bets you can make, make sure that you check out the Locked on Bets podcast. Betting on the Titans doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. But as for the safety group, of course, we have Kevin Byard. Now, we saw ESPN do a big project where they put out a top 10 for every position. We're actually going to cover that later on this week, but Kevin Byard did make the top 10 for safeties, and quite frankly, based on his play last year, I don't think that that's necessarily an accurate ranking. I don't know if you could put Kevin Byard 
in the top 10. But it's not all his fault. The Titans played him primarily on the left side of the defense over and over and over again when Kevin Byard needs to be a guy who's going all over the field using his versatility, not being pigeonholed into any one place. One thing I will say is, I do think Kevin Byard will get back up to his standard of play. Kenny Vaccaro was really struggling in pass coverage last year, and I think it kind of confused and changed the responsibilities of Kevin Byard with Amani Hooker, who is going to be a better player in pass coverage. That should help Kevin Byard go back to his versatile self, maybe even get to play some deep safety a little bit more, something that was primarily taken up by Amani Hooker because they were having to use Kevin Byard as a safety closer to the line of scrimmage because they were having to use Kenny Vaccaro as a linebacker essentially because of the deficiencies in pass coverage. It was a trickle-down effect. It was a domino effect, and hopefully Kevin Byer will get to do what he does best a little bit more this upcoming season. And like I said, the guy who's going to allow him to do that is Amani Hooker, someone who I've been very high on since he was drafted by the Titans. Had a lot of faith in what Amani Hooker could be. He had four interceptions last year for the Titans and 42% of the defensive snaps. So his role really increased. He started getting started late in the year over Kenny Vaccaro when Kenny Vaccaro was injured as well. So Amani Hooker is going to have a big uptick in his opportunities this year, in the potential he's going to have to make an impact. He played, like I said, 42% of defensive snaps and had four interceptions. What can he possibly do with, say, 80-90% of the defensive snaps this year? Now, one thing I will say that does detract from the Titans with Imani Hooker going into a starting role and playing more defensive snaps is they're going to lose a great player on special teams. Imani Hooker played a ton of special team snaps for the Titans over 300 in both his seasons and that's going to have to go down. So who is going to replace him? Hopefully, the next guy we're going to talk about, which is Dane Crookshank. And Crookshank was only able to play one defensive snap last year. He did get an interception in that play, but he just wasn't able to stay healthy. He only played in two, well, he's only on the roster for two games, only played in one game. Now, he's going to have to be the guy who fills that third safety role, or maybe some Titans fans are wanting him to fill that third safety role. The Titans played a ton of three safety defense where they would have Kenny Vaccaro, Kevin Byard and Amani Hooker out on the field in their diamond package. And I really loved that package. I thought it was effective for the Titans and the small successes that they had on defense last year. If the Titans want to continue doing that, they're going to need a third safety to step up. Now, Dan Crookshank played pretty well in the 2019 playoffs against Baltimore, and that has led some people to be high and optimistic on him as an actual safety out on defense. I do not share that optimism. I think he's going to be best. He's going to be able to call carve out a career as a hard-hitting depth safety, but primarily an ace on special teams. Will the Titans value that enough to keep him around this year? I don't know. We're going into the final year of Dane Crookshank for the Titans, and he's really going to have to improve the impact he can make actually on defense as a safety, and he's ultimately going to have to stay healthy to be able to do that. Now, the next guy, this is the surprise lock that I mentioned at the top of the show and why I ultimately think it'll be tough for Dane Crookshank to get the opportunity to show that he needs to be around long term. It's Matthias Farley. Matthias Farley is a veteran 
in the NFL, has played 66 games, has played a ton of special teams at a very, very high level, while also playing a ton of actual defense. He played in all 16 games for the Jets last year, started two games. He had 15 starts for the Colts in 2017. I think that Farley has a great opportunity to not only be a special teams dynamo for the Titans, but also be a contributing third safety on defense. I really do think that's a possibility for the Titans. Now, I'll have to be a role player. You don't want Farley out there starting or playing a ton of snaps, but I think he could be a third safety to still allow the Titans to play that diamond package. But I also think that a cornerback like Elijah Molden could potentially do some safety things as well. Some teams even had Molden as a safety on their draft board. So I think Molden can give the Titans a little bit there as well once he learns the cornerback position. I think it'll be a while before they use Molden in that way because you don't want to throw too much on a rookie early on. That'll allow Farley to get some snaps there, increase his value, but because of Molden and Farley, it'll make it very tough on Dane Crookshank. He'll have to come out of the gates very early on. Two long shots at the safety position. Uh, The seventh round draft pick for the Titans, Brady Breeze, a safety out of Oregon. A guy who doesn't have great athleticism, doesn't have much explosiveness, isn't overly physical at six foot tall, but Very smart player, will play with a ton of effort, will likely try to carve out a role on special teams as well. I just think it's ultimately going to be tough for him to get in. If the Titans keep five safeties, there's a good chance that he stays around. But because of the versatility of Elijah Molden, I think the Titans only keep four. It'll be tough for Breeze to get that spot, but maybe he's able to knock out Dane Crookshank. That'll be an interesting battle to watch. The last safety here is Maurice Smith. He's one of those journeyman NFL veterans. Played 15 games in his career throughout three NFL seasons. Has played some special teams. Played on the Titans practice squad during 2020. They're going to bring him into camp. But again, I think it's going to be very tough to make it at the safety position outside of four guys. And I just don't see any route to Maurice Smith being one of those four. But that is the end of our 2021 Locked on Titans training camp preview positional series. I appreciate all of you guys for tuning in. Again, if you missed any of the installments, go back and check those out. But after we've talked about the Titans roster transactions, we've talked about the cornerbacks, we've talked about the safeties, that is going to do it for me today. I will be back with you guys tomorrow on training camp kickoff day. Let's go. Titans football is right around the corner. It's going to be a great year here on the Locked on Titans podcast. That's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.